The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine. Hi, my name's Bev Ferris and I'm the editor of The Business Travel Magazine and I'd like to welcome you to our latest Business Travel Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about a particular subject which is very close to um, the heart of the person that we're speaking to, who is Carol Fergus, Director of Global Travel Meetings and Ground Transportation at Fidelity International. And Carol, what, what is it we're going to be talking about? It's something that you love. Uh, um, for me, again, as you know, diversity, equity and inclusion is definitely uh, the, the closest thing to my heart. In the same way that I love my role as a travel manager, diversity, equity and inclusion I feel goes across the whole strand of everything that we do. And the most important thing apart about this at the moment is about people. And it's, you know, and it's people from all walks of life, from all over the world, every color, every race, you know, whatever it is about you, that's what diversity, equity and inclusion is about. And if I can help one person, my job is done. So that's why I keep banging the drum in the hope that someone will listen that my words will resonate with everybody and together we will start making a difference. Well, def- definitely. So I'm, I know every time I bump into you, you, you want to talk about this and, it, and it's fantastic that you've come on today to chat to me finally. And let's, let's go back. So the last time I saw you was in Berlin for the GBTA conference and you did a fantastic presentation on the stage on the last day of the conference um, on this particular subject. Um, and you gave the industry a challenge. Talk talk to me about this challenge. So my thought process is, you know, I talk about doing this together. No man is an island and I cannot do a lot of this stuff by myself. So for me, the challenge is that if every organization brings one apprentice into their um, company, it will make a massive difference for that one individual. So the challenge is to have a hundred apprentices in the travel industry across the different categories and you just need to work my model come and talk to me i'm already speaking to organizations that are really interested really keen to jump on board and give those opportunities to individuals from minority groups this is not a graduate graduate program this is an apprentice program and the way the industry is at the moment where we have scarce resource this is a really wonderful opportunity to bring people into our very sexy world train them give them the skills and let them be the future leaders, but show that we have a really wonderful, diverse um, group of people working in the market in our industry. So that's the challenge. A hundred people by the within a year, because I said by the end of the year, but we're moving very quickly throughout the year. So in the next 12 months, have a hundred people that we have, can gladly say, we've given opportunity to come and talk to me, talk through the model. It's simple. It works. We have three um, apprentices already on board. We're about to bring in further apprentices starting with us in September. We're looking in Asia. We're looking in India. We're going global with this because the model works. Okay. And this is, this is something um, that you're inviting, not just um you know, su- suppliers, buyers, the whole TMCs, the whole the whole industry. 
everybody. You all have roles within your industry where you can give opportunity to a young adult or not even a young adult. We have mums that want to come back to work. We have lots of people that decided that they were going to retire. And because of the way the world has changed, now wants to come back to work. They'll want two days, days. They come with so much knowledge, so much experience, so much empathy. We have the youngsters, the future leaders. You know, where I showed some stats in um, at GBTA but that showed that the future leaders um, coming through are, are, are millennials, and I can't say that word, but it's the young adults that are, they're going to be our future leaders. That's not going to happen if we don't open the doors to them. We also know that if you have a really good melting pot of people, you get a really good melting pot of new ideas, new ways of looking at things, new attitudes, new cultures. It makes for a much better organization. And if we all continue to work with that in mind and not just see a color, not just see a, a, a disability, not just look at the, the, you know, whether I'm male or female, but opportunity and give that opportunity to in, individual, individuals, you're empowering them to say, yeah, I get this. I want to be a part of this. I want to be, you know, make this new world, make a difference. But if you're not given that opportunity, we'll just stagnate and stay the same. That's not where we want to be. We want to be this new world, new dawn, new day. And that's what I want to bring to the table. It's about people. Open your doors, open your arms and and invest the time now to give those opportunities to individuals now that we need them as well more than any other time and also it's such an amazing time to make those differences because of the last two years and the fact that our whole for everybody our lives change now we can have that white sheet of paper and say okay how can i make a difference how can the little that i do have the biggest impact and if we all think that way then we can make the changes that I'm talking about. So you mentioned a formula that you've, you've <laughs> tested in Fidelity that people can, can talk to you about. Without going into masses of detail, what, what, give us a quick summary of what that, what that, what that is, what, what you've done and what, what other people can do to, to take this on board. Right. So the light bulb, bulb moment for me was about, you know, how can we make a difference, bring minority groups in? And at the time, it was about young adults. And I felt that we work with a lot of third party providers. And what that means is that we also bring in a lot of contractors that work and provide services for Fidelity. So I thought, well, we are bringing these people in anyway. They're supporting us with our service requirements. If we're bringing in people, why not dedicate one of those roles to an apprentice, somebody that we can bring in, fund, and the funding, you're paying for an individual anyway. So it's no more to the, for the company. They're not paying any more than they, they would have to pay anyway. The only difference is that you are, you are um, agreeing to fund and dedicate time to a young adult where you will train, develop them and give them both on, on the job and classroom changing, uh, training. You work alongside your supplier and together you put together a training program that will give that individual the job experience and the career and the development and the, 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 the climb up the ladder that they want working together. Um, I did that with my travel management company. We brought in a, um, a, a travel consultant, um, a lady, 
and we she she is spending the way the program works is that she spends time with on um, operations she spends time with technology she spends time with me she does reporting she does sales she's looking at every aspect of travel so in two years time at the end of it she'll say okay I want to work on the TMC side or I want to work on the buyer side or I want to work in procurement. Every step of the way, every quarter, that individual is assessed to A, ensure she's getting the learning and the education that we've promised them, that they're still enjoying what they're doing, they're not missing out on anything, they're engaging in the right way, they're networking in the right way. And at the end of it, they'll have a certificate that says, these are the areas that I've concentrated on, this is what I've learned, this is my skills, this is my ability, and I'm now ready to take on a role in whichever avenue that they decided to to go down. The beauty of this is that you're getting someone that's been trained, really has learned a lot about the industry, has actually worked and engaged in the industry, has built up a nice network of people that they can lean on and work with going forward. Because I find as well, we come into the industry and a lot of the time, it's not that we haven't got the ability, but we don't have the network. We don't know who to go to. We don't know who to speak to, who to knock ideas with. We're giving them the opportunity to build their own layers, their own network of people that they can go to as they grow and develop in their respective roles and secondly by aligning them with your suppliers you're enabled them enabling them to have visibility to opportunity because all these 30 third party providers are working with different clients so they know the roles that are coming up the opportunities that are coming up and they're able to identify and say we have a beautiful flow of people that we have trained that have the relevant skills to go into those opportunities so the model is i mean it's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't cost you any more. It's giving opportunity to somebody. It's a beautiful flow of people that can go and be engaged into different roles. They're building their own networks. They're being developed. They're, they're being educated. And they've, they've got the knowledge, the experience, and the expertise at the end of it. I don't see why you wouldn't want to do it. No, you've, you've convinced me. <laughs> so I'm sure you're convincing everyone else as well. So slightly changing the subject, just just to finish. What, um, what obviously, uh, as a travel manager, you, you're you're looking at suppliers, particularly at the moment, you're sort of coming, travel's ramping up. What should uh, travel buyers, managers be asking of their suppliers with regards to diversity, equity and inclusion? What sort of things... What's, what should the process be? I mean, I, I know it's been it's been part of the RFP RFP process for some time, but has has it changed? Have they been doing anything particularly different now? What's what's your advice to them? To be honest, I think a lot of organisations have embraced diversity, equity and inclusion. So it would be unfair of me to say that nothing's been done because it's a talking point for many people. Obviously, sustainability is the, the number one talking point. However, DEI is still there and a lot of people align sustainability with diversity, equity and inclusion. For me, the most important thing is do not make it just a tick box exercise. You know, when you're, you know, when I talk to my suppliers, I always call them my partners. And the reason I call them my partners is because, you know, you cannot work with me unless you're thinking in the same way as I do. Same ethos, same type of culture, same beliefs, same forward thinking, etc. And DEI for me, as I said, it 
falls across every single thing that we do because without good people that are motivated, engaged, want to be a part of what you're doing, you're dead in the water. You're only as good as the people around you. So I think when you when you you do your RFPs, as though although you ask the question, do you know what does you know do you have a DEI policy? The next question should be, what does that actually mean? You know, what are you doing? What are you actually doing? And you know, not what are you doing. But what what has been the impact and the results of the things that you do? Because that will give you a really good understanding and gauge whether this is a tick box exercise or whether they really you know understand. So what what my TMC has demonstrated to me is DEI is important to them. When we had the conversation, they embraced it, they worked with it with me, and they made it happen. It's tangible, it's measurable. You know, Chloe's been with us in September. She would have been with us for a year absolutely loves what she's doing, fully engaged, working, you know, with with BCD, spending time with us. We can demonstrate that this is working. The other ladies, the engineers, the catering, all those people, we can say, this is our body. They've been with us for nearly a year and we're now looking to recruit a second lot of people. So I think for me, the thing is, don't just ask the question, really ask your suppliers in the same way that you would you would bring in a new um, system and you would want to know the ins and outs of the IT security. Can you do single sign-on? Can it be customized? All those questions, detailed questions that you ask and you wouldn't consider bringing that supplier in unless they tick the boxes. You need to have the same mindset when it comes to diversity, equity and inclusion because at the end of the day, you can have the best system in the world, but if you don't have the right people around you to manage that system and make it happen, it's never going to work. So again, your people are your most important asset. Diversity, equity, inclusion is linked to your people. You should have the same mindset as you do for your technology. And that's what I would say. Ask the detailed questions, make sure they align to your culture. Everyone's different. We're going to take steps at different times. The layers will be different. We will peel back and we'll see different things. But peel back those layers look deeper, see what lies beneath and and deal with the difficult questions head on. Don't shy behind them, don't hide behind them. A lot of people hide be, last year were saying, yeah, well, we don't have the data. I read an article that says, but even if they have the data, they then don't share that data because they feel embarrassed at what the data is telling them, that's one. And secondly, having then discovered it and feeling embarrassed, they then think we don't know what to do with it we don't have the infrastructure to deal with it at the time what people want to hear is that you've actually laid, you've you've recognized that there are challenges there and you are prepared to deal with them head on and these are the things that you want to do empower them to be part of that change if you don't do that then the the, the feeling is the same as before you don't care it's a talking shop and nothing has changed so if you're doing lots of good things and you have recognized that these are the actions, share them, tell them straight away and ask the question, how can we together make these changes? What can we do to make a difference? So that's, that is what I would say. Don't be silent. You know, it, there's no point. It will never change if you're silent. Okay. So you mentioned at the beginning that people can come to you and, um, and get more information. How, what's the best way of them doing that? People who are Just LinkedIn, email me. Okay. Whatever. I mean, I've done so much. I've just come back from St. Lucia. And whilst I was there, I did a, a, a panel 
um, for a group of young ladies for the Lord Mayor, City of London Lord Mayor. And, you know, I, I will do anything where I believe it's going to make a difference. You know, I had no idea what these people were going to ask me, but I put myself out there, took time out of my holiday and I did it. If it's, if it's important enough to do, and DEI is, I will speak to you day or night and I will support you in making this change. The challenge is to get 100 people in the next 12 months. And if I have to get 100 people to have a conversation to make that difference, I'll have those 100 conversations because it's so important. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Cal. I can really see the passion you have for this subject. It really, really, really shines through. Thanks for sharing it with us today and good luck with the challenge. And as, as Carol says, if anybody's out there that wants to get in touch and hear more about it, to contact Carol or, or us at the Business Travel Magazine because we're, we're, we're definitely behind you, supporting you all the way. So thank you very much. Lovely to talk to you. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to me again. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. Thank you. you. Bye. The Business Travel Podcast. Brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine.